All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Physique Archive. I am your host, Kate and Michelle. Shameless plug. Check me on the Instagram. Please like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, um, help elevate this podcast. But I'm really excited for today's guest, um, Miss Kaylee Obert. She is an online coach, um, phenomenal, phenomenal coach, uh, working mostly with women who have been through pregnancy, and she's got a lot of insight to that experience herself. Um, her transformation over time has been absolutely amazing, and I'm really excited to to talk about dieting through pregnancy talk about you know things that women should be paying attention to and and how to overcome that in in the postpartum section so uh kaylee please introduce yourself and let everybody know where they can find you hello i am kaylee obert my shameless plug is cupcake muscle on instagram that's basically the only platform i use i think and i'm a coach for pro physique Awesome sauce. So I want to go ahead and really dive into this. So you have posted transformations and they get a lot of traffic because you're essentially a mom with abs. Like every mom wants to be a mom with abs and and yet you've been out here and crushed it. So, um, women, especially like through pregnancy, they get really concerned with, you know, dietary protocols and trying to diet through pregnancy. Um, on top of, there's a lot of micronutrient factors that mom should pay attention to. Um, so I really want to open the floor to just get your experience, um, what you learned going through that process and insight that you can give to women to empower them through pregnancy, to continue to focus on their physique goals. So kind of the first thing, so let's say that you find out you're pregnant, what should you do from there? So you need, usually what I do either with a new client or a current client is I look at what is their current protocols for things. So are they currently training in the gym? Are they weight training? Are they doing cardio? What's their current intake? Um, Because I never recommend, um, you know, if you're not doing weight training and you find out you're pregnant and then all of a sudden you decide you want to like jump into it, that's not the best approach. Um, What I typically do if I get a new client that has found out they're pregnant and maybe this happens where they've had a pregnancy maybe before and 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 their words wasn't healthy and they want to kind of approach it differently then i will ease them into training so let's say they're doing zero days of training i'll say okay let's start with some you know walking for cardio and let's do one day of weight training and then we'll wait and then add a second day of weight training so we'll slowly Um, or I'll slowly get them into kind of the routine they want. If you're already currently training five days a week, you don't have to change anything. Unless your doctor has a reason for you medically that you should step back from training, you can keep everything and your intensity the same um, first trimester. Now, as your belly starts to grow, ligaments, you know, things will start to change. That's when you'll have to not necessarily back off of your training, but change your stance of things. So for example, I would do a deadlift throughout my pregnancy, but as my belly grew, my stance grew, um, because you would have to kind of accommodate for that. And the same with like a leg press, you know, once you have a big belly in front of you, it changes a lot of what you're able to do. So uh, pregnancy isn't really about what do I need to stop doing? It's just, what do I need to do to kind of, um, accommodate for the changes of pregnancy. And then with nutrition, um, first trimester, you don't need any additional calories. So what I usually do, it's a great time to just start a reverse diet. So if I have a current client who becomes pregnant, um, I just say, okay, now we're not in a fat loss phase. We're going to start a reverse and we'll add calories every week. And then by the time you hit each trimester, you're at the appropriate, you know, calorie intake per doctor recommendation. And then 
Um, you know, after pregnancy is another conversation where sometimes women feel, I felt this pressure myself where, you know, how long should I wait is a common question. How long should I wait after giving birth to get back into everything? And there's no right or wrong there. I would always 100% say when you feel ready. Um, some women won't feel ready for six months, you know, if it's their first kid, they might have a lot going on, um, and they just don't want to get back into it yet. And that's okay. And some people like me who just can't sit still, I think I was like six days postpartum, uh, or post, yeah, postpartum. And, um, I got on the treadmill and I was walking, you know, on the treadmill and doing, you know, some upper body stuff just because it was so much part of my life. I, literally was barbell squatting, uh, the day I gave birth. So it, it was, I felt incomplete without it. And it kind of helped me through postpartum just to have something that was kind of still my normal. Yeah. So there's a lot that I kind of want to break down and get a little bit more in depth with. Um, so through the initial phases of pregnancy, um, when it comes to diet, and I do think, you know, I definitely align with a slow and strategic um, reverse the diet through pregnancy, um, depending on how their responses are. But there's also a lot of like crazy cravings or food aversions um, that women will experience during that time. And so can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you navigated that yourself and how you navigate clients through uh, the different phases of going through pregnancy? So with food aversions, sometimes that's not as big of an issue because my, my clients or myself that have that, it's going to keep you from eating stuff, you know, which you, you need to eat through your pregnancy, but usually you always have an appetite. So food aversions isn't a huge, you know, as huge of an obstacle, because if you don't want something, you just don't eat it. Um, it's not really going to affect everything long-term. Cravings is where there's a line there. And I always, with myself and clients, I say, you know, one, understand that you're pregnant. And when you're pregnant and you get a craving, it's this crazy voodoo thing where until you have that food, you cannot stop thinking about it. It's like, the weirdest obsession thing I've ever experienced. Like I would be at work and someone would say cheeseburger. And until I had a cheeseburger, I was like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. I had to have that cheeseburger. So if that happens to you in pregnancy, understand you're pregnant, have what you need and then move on. Um, and I always tell my clients too, I've learned, you know, I know firsthand the weight you put on in pregnancy, you 100% can take off after pregnancy. There's nothing permanent about the weight that you put on. So if, you know, what I always tell somebody is, you know, if you're, everybody's going to gain differently too. And that's like the crazy thing just for myself and having so many clients now that have been pregnant is there's no, like they have a standard for you when you go to the doctor of what you, you know, what they say you should gain, but that's going to be like a, a blanket statement of everyone. And that's, you just, that's really hard to do because some people like, I didn't gain a pound until I think I was like five or six months pregnant, but then I gained 45 pounds total. <laughs> wow. So yeah. And, and it was healthy, you know, it, it, that's just how my body did that. And then some people right off the bat, will start to gain, you know, a pound a week or something like that. Um, so you have what, 40 weeks of pregnancy. So if you gained a pound a week, that's 40 pounds. It just kind of depends, but, um, yeah, there's the, the, the weight gain thing and that is hard. So the, the easiest thing I say is if you're, if you're on your own, just understand that it's going to happen. Try your best to make healthy food choices. So high protein is really good for you and baby. So if you're always focusing on high protein, I never, like when somebody, um, finds out they're pregnant, I never drop their protein. We keep it there. 
Um, and then try your best to eat, you know, fruits, vegetables, things that are healthy overall. And then if you need to fill it in with some ice cream and some things like that, like it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And so one thing um, that I, I really am happy to hear you say is that, you know, protein is not something that you you drop. Um, and that's something that I definitely continue to keep consistent as well when I have a client that is pregnant um, and we're working through that. But there is one thing that I want to do to dive into too about cravings. So a lot of people will say that you get cravings because you might be deficient in something. Um, again, the, mi- the micronutrient side becomes really, really important. I know that there are certain things that you can't eat or you shouldn't eat during pregnancy. Um, and I know that, for example, my mom, she used to crave ice, like a lot of ice, like her cravings were just like ice shreds. Um, and I believe that's associated with some type of micronutrient deficiency, but I can't remember. I think it's magnesium. Um, but I, I can't say hundred percent sure. Uh, but I wanted to talk about that. So do you address or focus on like when you give client direction with, you know, eating healthy and e- eating through pregnancy to fuel, you know, the development of a fetus, um, are you giving them specific micronutrients to focus on along with their diet? Um, typically I don't. And the only reason I don't is because when you're pregnant, they're monitoring, like they're drawing your labs, they're doing everything. And so I always say like, listen to your physician. They're going to look at your labs. They're going to tell you if you're, you know, if you're deficient in something or like, for example, somebody might have like a high blood pressure issue or something. And so they'll put them on bed rest or, you know, there's a bunch of different factors. So I like on my end to just say, let them look at your labs, let them decide if there's something that you need to adjust. There are times when this isn't a micronutrients thing, but I've had a client before who was pregnant and she looked, I mean, she looked amazing. She had done amazing. We know, I mean, we had her intake at the appropriate and they told her basically she was at her appointment and they told her she had gained too much weight and tried to like shame her. And she looked like all belly, you know, like she still had like side abs and stuff. And I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to tell you that your, your position is wrong, but I'm, you're healthy like just give it it's because they're looking at a standard they're looking at a graph of how much that graph says that you should be at for this this amount of weeks i'm like give it a few weeks you you probably won't gain and everything's going to even out and it did ended up they told her oh no you're completely fine um but yeah with micronutrients of course i always try you know fruits vegetables things that you know are healthy um, you should always try to focus on that, you know, whole grains, things that, you know, you're going to be fueling your body with, cause you're not only fueling yourself now, you're, it's, it's fueling your baby as well. Um, and that's why too, I try to make sure usually when I first start a reverse, like I always keep protein the same. And sometimes if their carbs are already in a good spot, um, so let's say they're like 170 carb, I'll start bumping up fats first to make sure that they're fat. You know, I like to get that intake up first in pregnancy versus carbs, um, just, for overall, you know, health for baby and mom. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for those of you that don't know, um, hormone secretion and interaction comes from cholesterol, which we get through fat intake. Um, but it it can also be produced, um, through the body itself, um, which is a resilient thing, but women in general, um, tend to require a higher fat intake, um, especially either during amenorrhea. So when they are trying to get their cycles back, there seems to be a dietary fat intake threshold, um, where it will come back. Um, just based on anecdote that I see with my clients all the time. Um, but also when they're going through pregnancy, um, it's important to make sure that, you know, their hormones aren't being suppressed for any 
for any reason. And so, you know, increasing fat intake tends to help with that um, as well. So I'm really glad that you touched on that. One thing that I'll do typically, um, especially with women later in pregnancy or mid uh, second trimester where like their cravings are pretty high um, and they may not be craving, you know, a lot of carbs, but maybe more fat is focus on calorie intake and protein. Um, and that gives them kind of the flexibility to not be so neurotic about, oh, I have to only eat this much while continuing to keep their regimen with training and cardiovascular work consistent. Um, but one of the biggest things that you get probably asked a lot about, um, is the bounce back from pregnancy. So, uh, can you walk through kind of where you were at? I know that you mentioned getting right back on like the treadmill because it's a part of your life, uh, but how long did your transformation postpartum actually take? So uh, I'll start with, I completed eight months postpartum. So you could say that it took eight months, but I'll kind of start. And then I wasn't truly stage ready. I don't think, I mean, I was stage ready, but I, your stomach, you cannot expect it to be completely flat, flat in eight weeks or I'm sorry, eight months. It just didn't happen for me. So right after I had Pearl, um, for the first three or four months, I did not track any macros. I got back into training and I did cardio, but I just literally ate for, for survival and fuel. So I would focus on things I chose to breastfeed. So I would focus on foods that I knew would produce breast milk. So like oatmeal is really good um, to keep up supply. Um, I would stay away from a lot of acidic foods like strawberries, pasta sauce, things like that, because it can cause like issues um, through your milk. So all that acidity will go through your breast milk. Um, but I just focused on foods that would fuel me, fuel her and survive. <laughs> and so um, at and your body will naturally bring that weight down. So I did that because by eating intuitively, if you will, um, my body weight was coming down. And then when I got to a point where it wasn't, so at, I was three or four months in, um, my body stopped dropping weight. I was kind of at a, a sticking point, if you will. Um, and so what I did at that point is for me personally, I got on a birth control pill and then started tracking macros. When I did that, I dropped my additional 10 pounds that I needed to, um, or wanted to, I guess. Um, but for me, and that's the thing too, like hormones during pregnancy and after are a big factor that you can't always control. So sometimes you'll be doing all of the, you know, the right things, but your body just isn't responding. I have a client currently who she's postpartum, um, and her weight isn't moving, but her, you know, her, her inflammation is kind of back and forth, her, you know, her sleep patterns, everything are messed up and it just takes some time. And there's no, there's no time, you know, to say like, okay, three or three months post, all that'll be gone. Like you just, it's, everybody's different. And that's why I chose to get on a birth control pill just to kind of regulate everything. And for me that worked now for some people, birth control might mess up their hormones more or, you know, um, but I was just talking with my physician and I was, you know, always checking in with my coach each week. And so I knew just because it's something I, I've been doing for so long, um, you know, I knew all of their factors were in place. So it had to be a hormone issue. Um, but I might've lost track. What was the question? Kate, <laughs> how long did it actually take you to bounce okay. back? Sorry. So I would say, so at eight months postpartum, I was on stage. I looked good. Like I'm proud of how I looked. Um, and then I would say at a year, my body was back to normal. Like my, like I could actually like hold in my lower abdomen. Cause you know, at eight months post when I was on stage, like one of the judges feedback was you need to suck in your, your stomach a little bit when you're on stage. And I'm like, 
I am. <laughs> I can't. Because um, it just takes time. Like, it's been stretched out, you know. It's kind of like you should take, a, you know, an off season as long as you were in season. Well, you have to kind of think the same thing about pregnancy. Like, if it took, it's actually like 10 months that you're pregnant, even though they say nine. Um, so, if it took 10 months to stretch everything out, you need to give it at least that amount of time to unstretch everything out. And some women, too, um, you know, if you feel like you're, you know, if you look and you're like, well, my kid's three and I still have, you know, a, a lower belly pooch. You have to keep in mind too, some people get diastasis recti and they just don't know what that is. And they don't know the signs of it. Um, and that would be when your abdomen just don't lock and come back together. So you have this, um, you know, consistent gap between, and you can usually lay down and feel like if you have this gap, you're not going to get rid of that pooch because literally um, you're, everything behind it can be kind of you know, pushing through. I also had hernia, uh, umbilical hernia that I didn't know until I was stage lean, um, where my like intestines were poking through the hernia because I, you know, I had stretched everything out. Um, so there's just a lot at play. So I would say at a year, if, um, you know, you, let's say, you know, you're a year postpartum and you don't have a coach and you're like, you feel like your body's not back where it was. That's where you could hire somebody and know, okay, my body should be healed from everything and you could get into training, um, which you can get into training before that. But if you, you know, if you're wanting to kind of know, um, you know, on your own where you would be comfortable or ready to, um, you know, get back into things. So yeah, I actually it. get this question a lot, um, in women who are post, uh, postpartum is getting your abs back, right? They always want to know like what ab training do you do? Do you do vacuums? Do you, you know, so for women that are looking to strengthen their core, um, obviously the, the condition that you mentioned, I believe that you have to have surgery, surgery to actually, uh, reconstruct the abdominals if they are separated. Um, I don't oh. know if you can train that back. You can. So diastasis recti, there are exercises. Um, I had some on my, I, I have some on my Instagram, but they're going to be four years old. Cause, um, so if you can properly like just get on YouTube and look up a video, like put in like how to know if you have diastasis recti, it'll walk you through, you lay on your stomach, you can see how many finger widths apart you have. And then to fix that, don't do anything kind of visualize. If you had your jacket on zipped up and you crunch, it'll bulge out. Don't do any kind of movement that would do that. If you had a jacket on, cause that will just make it worse or not fix it. So things like planks can be good, um, laying leg raises, um, anything that's going to kind of, and they have exacts, um, you can put in YouTube um, or Google like movements for diastasis recti, because I had about three finger width and I brought it together myself. Um, you just have to do, you have to be really diligent and they don't take very much time and they're all really basic because you can't make it worse. Um, but if you just do those every day and make sure you're not doing like crunches and things like that, that will make it worse because you can make it worse. Um, and if you're unsure, just don't do any at all until, you know, you feel, you know, healed. And then you can wait till six months postpartum and then add in stuff to bring them together. Um, now, if you have like a hernia, that's going to be a surgical thing. You can't, um, you can't fix that by yourself. Um, I didn't need mesh. Some people do, but yeah, the, and then always remember too, like people who want abs postpartum, did you have abs before? Cause genetically I have abs. Like that's just something I've always had. I've never had to, I mean, I do train them maybe like once a month, I'll decide I should start training abs and I might like, <laughs> but typically like a whole show prep when I'm shredded abs, I've done no abs. Um, so 
keep in mind that you can't expect to have something postpartum that you didn't have before. Unless, you know, if you have, ne- if you just never like got really lean before you had a kid, you, you might have abs when you get lean. But um, I think just having a strong core should be more of a focus and a goal um, where you just kind of, when you're training, like you feel good. Like, even if you can't see abs, you can feel like, okay, my stomach is tight. I feel in control of all of my movements. I feel like that should be more of a goal than like, I have these shredded abs that either one, like I have them almost year round. And like, I feel good because I'm, I'm not super lean, but some people only have abs when they're really miserably lean. And that's not a good goal postpartum, not a great goal, <laughs> unless you're yeah. a competitor and then, you know, it's temporary, but um, just getting your body back. It's a matter of just, do you really want it? Like, and this, this goes for not only, you know, postpartum, but I think it's important when you have brought a kid into this world, why do you want to get, you know, you should want to get your, I don't want to say your body back because I hate that word, but you should want to get back to healthy for the sake of you and your family and just being able to function. You're going to feel a lot better of an, as a new mom, if you feel good mentally and physically. Um, it's really hard, you know, you're, you're drained and you're tired anyway. If you look at yourself and you don't like what you see, it can kind of make you feel like you're, I don't want to say sad, but you know, it does as females, that's just, or males, that's just how we are. When we physically feel good in our clothes and confident, it just, we feel better overall. Typically, um, you know, everything you do kind of just feels better, I guess. Um, but I think it's important to understand that if you're one year postpartum and you still don't have, you know, you haven't gotten your bounce back. That's okay too. Yeah. So it's really about paying attention to and being honest with yourself. And this goes into dieting in general, I think, um, is that you have to understand, you know, the rate at which you're willing to go, what you are and are not willing to sacrifice to get there. Um, and also paying attention to, and one thing I'm really glad that you touched on it. I don't know, again, I've, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know if they do this, but do they do follow-up labs to make sure that, you know, are they monitoring your, your hormones as you go into post-pregnancy phases? Do would you recommend that clients do that, especially after like maybe 12 weeks or so? Um, I don't know exactly tentative deadlines or, or when things should get back to kind of normalcy with, with that. They don't test lab. You know, I will say as a whole, they really don't take postpartum too serious as they should. Cause they're not testing your labs. Postpartum depression is a real thing. I had it and didn't even know. And so one day, like I just felt off and like, I just, things had happened. I'm like, and I Googled postpartum and like, just started crying. So things I was doing, like, this is me. Um, and they don't, they never checked my labs. They might give you a pamphlet about something, you know? Um, but that's, you know, your mental health is huge postpartum and there's no way of knowing are you gonna get these symptoms or not get these symptoms if you do are you going to recognize them are you just gonna think this is normal like I'm feeling normal because you're tired and worn down anyway and everything is such just new um so that's I think getting back like because I had training that probably helped me a lot postpartum and with depression, even though I didn't even know I had it, it was something I had to grasp onto. So I think there can be a lot of benefit, you know, there's benefits when you're not pregnant or postpartum to training, but I think there's a lot to be said about training can really help somebody focus and just feel better and have something that they feel is their own. And I think postpartum, postpartum having something that's yours, 
that's not um, connected to your, you know, your husband or your boyfriend or your kid, or, you know, just having something that you get to do on your own that's yours is really important. And it doesn't have to be, you know, training. Maybe you really like to bake or you really like to go outside and walk or you, you know, you need 20 minutes, you know, where you just go to the store by yourself for your sanity, whatever it is. Um, but I think that training is really a great way to, um, kind of help you through all of that hormone stuff going on postpartum. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm very interested in that. I, that's something I'll probably dive into as it just popped in my head. Cause I'm very curious as to like, obviously we know with, with post contest, like essentially your, your hormones are suppressed. So it takes about as long, I would say at least 12 to 16 weeks again, pending that your coach puts you in a good, a good calorie area for that stuff to stabilize. Um, but with pregnancy, I don't actually know enough about the information there as to like how, how wonky things might get and, and why, or, or how, um, to stabilize all that stuff. So that's, that's something I'd be super interested in. Um, but yeah, getting back into something, uh, as far as postpartum and depression, um, for, for our listeners that might, you know, be going through pregnancy or things to pay attention to, you know, what was the insight that you took away from that experience? Like, what was that like for you? And, and again, I know that you mentioned, you know, training really helped, uh, but were there other things that you did to kind of get you over that hump? Um, time was a lot of it. Cause I don't think I really realized the depth of what I was feeling until I was out of it and didn't feel that way. And then I was like, Oh wow. Cause like we went through this whole thing where like I made my husband, like, we had to get rid of the dogs. We had two adorable Yorkies that I miss every day, but I was in a state where I needed them out of the house. I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate them. I couldn't talk, like, I couldn't, I don't know what it was. I just needed them gone. And so we literally, like, we found a home for them and they're in a really good home. But now I'm like, oh my God, I wish I would have known what was going on. And we could have just had like a temporary place for them. Or um, I think the biggest thing is if you are feeling sad, or alone, or kind of outside of your own body, um, reach out to somebody else who's had a kid. That's probably the easiest kind of safe thing you can do is reach out to another mom, even if it's somebody you don't even know on Instagram, if they're already sharing their lives, I can guarantee they'll be more than happy to let you know like what you're feeling is normal, Maybe this is a step you can take. You can always go to your doctor. Now with COVID, there's so many like online online therapy and things that you can do. But I think maybe a first step would just be if you feel like you don't, because um, I didn't discuss it with my husband because you don't want to be like that wife that has a problem or that, you know. So just reach out to another friend who's had a child and be like, hey, how did you feel postpartum? How, you know, is this normal um, and postpartum, I mean, now postpartum depression, depression can have a really dark side. This part didn't happen to me, but some people like they won't feel connected to their child. They won't want to hold them. They don't feel love for them, or they might want to physically harm them. Like that's a real thing that can happen. So if you're, if, if that is your situation, reach out to a physician immediately reach out to a physician. Cause that's not, there's nothing wrong with you because you're feeling that way. It's a chemical thing happening and they can help you, you know? Um, so if it's, if it's a light thing, not light that I was depressed, but you know, if, if it doesn't feel like it's a, an issue of someone's safety, then reach out to somebody that can answer some questions. If you physically feel scared for yourself or your child or something like that, then obviously just contact your physician right away. And there should be some medication or some things they can do to kind of level that out for you. Yeah. So with you, was it just like, you weren't, like what was you were just sad you were just unmotivated like what yeah I was just sad and felt like I always questioned was I a good mom like I was constantly just like 
I guess, felt like, am I doing this right? You know, it's hard to see now because it's been so long, um, but I was just sad a lot. Like I would just like get in the shower and just start like crying. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you, you feel sad and depressed, but you, but there's no reason, you know, like you're, everything seems fine and you're going through all the motions and everything, but you just, I couldn't like, I just couldn't feel happy. It was like a weird, and I would just question like, am I doing this right? Am I a good mom? I must be messing something up. Always questioning yourself. Um, and yeah, I don't, it, you just feel out of body. It's kind of hard to explain um, when you're not in it, I guess, but I just didn't feel myself like, you'll know like, okay, this isn't my normal. Um, and I would assume that people, you know, put a light in me too. people who actually struggle from like deep depression who, you know, not pregnant men and women feel that um, it's kind of a scary place. You just kind of know, like, this isn't normal. Like you kind of just want to sleep all the time. You're not really interested in things like you were before. Um, I don't know. That's kind of the best way I can describe it, I guess. Yeah. I think, well, any type of like mental disorder, um, or, or mood thing. And, and I don't, you know, it's, it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly important to get the help that you need, but also not feel guilty for feeling that way. I know a lot of people and people close to me struggle with, um, these types of things like depression and anxiety, and they're like ashamed to, to say it. Um, and I think that that's, um, just something that makes you stronger as a person. If you can be self-aware enough to understand that there's something off about you and reach out for help, I would say that is not something that makes you a weak. I would say that is something that makes you incredibly strong. A lot of people cannot acknowledge um, where they need help and have the strength to ask for it. So if anybody is struggling with any of those types of issues, I very much encourage you to reach out and get the help that you need and know that it is not something that you should see as a weakness, um, but it is something that you should absolutely take on and tackle as best you can with someone who is qualified to help you. Um, so Kaylee, I do want you to end this podcast uh, with some of your biggest insights um, through pregnancy that you can share with our moms out there from, you know, going through pregnancy, from dealing with weight gain to getting back to your body um, and, and finding that peace within yourself as far as, you know, the balance with inside and out um, that they could take away from this conversation. I would say the number one thing is get ready to give yourself some grace because especially if it's your first kid, you're going to see your body, you, it's going to change and it's going to change a lot. There'll be times you look at yourself and you literally like, who am I staring at right now? <laughs> and that will be during pregnancy and post, but just remember that nothing with your, your body in terms of weight and it, it, none of it's permanent. So if you don't like what you see postpartum, guess what? You can get into training and you can follow a nutrition plan. Um, so just remember that you're literally growing a human inside of you and it's okay to have, you know, feel a little bit out of body and you can, you know, bounce back as soon as you want. There's no time stamp on if a woman doesn't have her body back in six months, there's something wrong with her. Or she doesn't care about herself. Like there's no amount of time. I work with moms who their kids are eight years old and now they have the freaking rocking body that they want. You can take as much or as little time as you want. Um, on the little side of time, make sure that your physician okays. Like I was training six days post, but she had cleared me. I'd had a, you know, vaginal birth, no issues and everything was fine. So, um, but yeah, and just get, you need to be really organized. If your goal is to have shredded abs postpartum, great. Just make sure you just prepare. Like I literally, I worked out of the home at that time and I had a very strict um, set up where like the night before I went to work, 
my clothes were laid out, her clothes were laid out, all of my food was already prepared in the fridge, I just had to grab it. I would even have, I had like a little fit mark bag, I would put everything in there, it was already in the fridge, so I just needed to grab it and go. Um, so I'd have to get her ready, me ready, get her to daycare, get me to work. On my lunch breaks, I would be <laughs> pumping milk in the bathroom because I was breastfeeding, so I had to get that out during work or my boobs would explode. Um, and then I would pick her up from daycare. Um, when I was in prep, I would take her to the daycare at the gym and then I would get in my lift or my cardio or whatever I need to do, pick her up, get her home. Everybody gets dinner, everybody gets a bath and we would just kind of put that on repeat. Um, and was there some sacrifice there? Yeah, I still think I was a great mom and she, you know, she actually it would get to the point as she grew where she wanted, she'd be like, mom, we're not going to gym today. Like she wanted to go to the gym because she wanted to play with the kids after daycare. Um, so, and that just built a really cool routine where now when I go out into my garage, like mom, let's go out and work out. Like she has her own little set of weights. She'll like hold my arms and count my reps. And you're just kind of building a really cool foundation for you and your family. So, um, yeah, just prepare, have a plan. Um, it makes everything easier. If you wake up and you're like, I'm going to be fit today and you have nothing prepared and no game plan, you're probably not going to be fit that day. It's not going to happen. Things are going to go bad. So, and, and that'll happen too, where you, you know, you had every intention of being prepared and you're not, and then you're at the end of the day and you're like, cool. So I ruined this day and that's okay. Um, you know, having more days of being prepared will get you to your end goal where if you have, you know, in a 30 day period, you had three days where you're just like, wasn't ready, ate your face off, whatever, you're still going to be reaching that goal. Just, you know, so just give yourself some grace, enjoy it. Awesome. That was awesome. That was a really good takeaway. So make sure you guys plan ahead, uh, set yourself up to be successful with whatever endeavor in life that you are going through. Uh, action is what's going to lead to the outcome that you want to see. Um, as much as we love to dream about that, those shredded abs postpartum, um, we do have to put in the work and make sure that you're setting yourself up to not only be successful in your goals, but to take care of your family as well. So Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on here. Everybody, please follow her on Instagram at cupcake muscle, get yourself some booty bands. <laughs> I can those are essential items. <laughs> And we'll see you guys in the next episode.